0: to the computer here we go <laughs> all right i am ready okay hello and welcome to enough wicker a podcast where we're psychoanalyzed by a dipstick as we discuss the greatest television show of all time the golden girls i'm lauren and i'm sarah and today we're tackling the 140th episode in the series ebtides revenge
1: oh, probably an episode i've seen less than seven times in my life. me too me too lot. yeah so this, I mean, this is one of the heaviest ones for sure. This one with, uh, you know, Martha Lamont, like the death of Phil and seeing like, I don't know. It's like even even before I had kids, like a, a mother processing the death of her child, especially when your mother is that old. Like, you know, it's really, that's fucked up. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah, fucked up. Yeah. Um, up. My first note is that I've been dreading this one. I, I similarly yeah. like, yeah, I've seen it, you know, a handful of times. I continue to... I feel like with a lot of the episodes that I typically don't, like, watch because they're heavy or they're hard or whatever, I came out of them through, like, this Enough Wicker experience being like, you know what, that is actually, like, a good episode. And, like, there's a lot of funny lines and, like, maybe I won't turn it off. But I don't feel that way about this one at all. Like, I don't need to watch this again. It's just sad. It's just, like, it's important and I'm really glad they made it. And I think it's, like, a really like the talent of all the actresses and like oh, yeah. oh everything is is so on parade, but like I don't need to watch it. It doesn't make me feel nice. <laughs>
1: yeah, for real, for real. Although I will say, watching this again, you know, uh, in this scholarly manner, like it's it's a shame because like Brenda Vaccaro is so good as as Angela. I mean, I think she's like it's just a, a shame we don't get to see her more often. You know, um, and she is is written differently here than some prior references to her in the series in in a way that I appreciate and like right like there's there's a lot of these like references to like oh they got you know they got 10 kids they can't afford um which is funny because that's another one of those examples of like they say a joke and it's like oh funny funny and you're like no they actually have 10 kids like the six boys or you know whatever it is which of course is never mentioned here right it's like never mentioned like they talk about him being a father but that's basically it um but um but yeah but it's like it's often referred to as like you know it's interesting like Sophia talking about quote-unquote big sally in previous episodes of like referencing you know how how i guess she you know they talk about her being a welder and like all this stuff and it's definitely said like derogatorily in this weird way um and this is a different picture of like what angela's actually like and how she supported phil in his quirks of, of like wanting to cross-dress um but that she's actually like a really good person and a really great partner um and it's it's really interesting to explore the like quote unquote problem Sophia has with her, like so, I think part of the reason too is like, yeah, it's painful to watch a mother lose her child, but it's really painful to see Sophia behave so badly in this episode.
0: Yeah, and like you can see, it's all grief, like like or er, it's grief, but it's also just like a lack of acceptance of Phil, yeah. I think, yeah, and that's think it's, also it's really hard.
1: Grief. I think that's what's that's what that's what it is. I'm bothered by her being so close-minded.
0: Yeah, and it's, like, hard to stomach a little bit because it's, like, you know, she's gonna live with, like, a couple episodes back we talked about Blanche having to live with, like, her being annoyed at George for leaving out his shoes, but, like, not accepting your son for who he is is a much bigger deal, obviously. And I think, like, that's also why it's kind of painful to watch. It's, like, there's nothing resolved about it. Um, Nothing. Nothing. A quick note about Angela, which is in Jim Colucci's book is, um, so there's, you know, a lot of references to Cher throughout the show. Uh, they, you know, like when Sophia's calling and she's like, my name is Cher. Like from that to like, <laughs> obviously exactly Dorothy right. dressing like her to son- like there's a oh. many, many references throughout. So like we have mentioned many times, there's a lot of gay men in the writer's room. Um, and Cher loved the Golden Girls. Actually, she called the producers and said that she would watch it on her treadmill. So a couple times, I guess they wrote characters that they thought she could play and angela is one of the characters they wrote like imagining share in the role kind of like hoping to get her i guess um and you know like it ends angela is is such a great character and i think uh, the actress does such a good job with it but it's it's interesting to think of share in that role because you could kind of like the her costuming is share like i Holy. think you could see it, it um is. that's a little bit of a fun tidbit before we dive into you know this horribly sad episode <laughs> put that up front yeah know, <laughs> front <seriously>. load up <laughs> Oh my God. um
1: i think it's really great that in the beginning of the episode first of all dorothy's funeral garb is lovely i love her outfit i know she looks so cool it's very very becoming of her and perfect for the occasion um but i think the reveal of the fact that it's her she says my brother phil it's like it takes a while right like you start the episode obviously we know having watched it before of like what who actually died but it's like they take a minute you know and then that's perfect for for writing right It keeps the episode exciting keeps you wondering in the beginning whose funeral they're preparing for
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, one Dorothy's outfit is fantastic. The earrings, the like Chanel earrings, are so cool. Yeah. Um. And I also think there's a bit in the beginning about like how supportive Rose has been, and like Dorothy being like, "You've done so much," know, and like, yeah. you know, it's pretty quick, but it it totally checks out. Like you can imagine that Rose is exactly who you want. Yep. To exactly. be your support system in in a time like this. Um. So I think that's really nice. And then <laughs> Blanche comes out and <laughs> ready to run with the bulls. I
1: know it's so great
0: what's with Satan's
1: secretary yeah. <laughs> and like favorite.
0: yeah it's good and is not expressing it like you know they talk about she hasn't cried yet and like oh yeah she's being that I now. think is a really it's crazy because like you know we there's a lot of jokes about Phil up until this point and like it seems to just be a joke and like that's also you know what the writers are talking about in in the Colucci book of like we just had enough of like the unseen cross-dressing character. Like there was nothing else to do with them. They could, they could have kept using it. I think a lesser show maybe would have. Um, but it was time to kind of hang it up. And I think they take that, which is kind of like especially at the beginning, like such a simple sort of silly thing. And they make it into this really, which I think is very true, like serious thing that Sophia has such a problem with, and like thinks she caused. And like mm-hmm can't reconcile with like this is part of him and this woman loved him you know not in spite of it like as part of it and I think that is really where like the real heartbreak of this is is like she's mourning him and like her son and like the little boy line oh god it's so hard to watch and like she's just such such a good job with it but like the lack of um you know just like the lack of a acceptance of him and like the inability to sort of express grief because of that is like mm-hmm. it's really complex and like you know it's great to have rose there as kind of like the the straight man a little bit as like oh, you know yeah. having worked at the grief counseling center
1: i i love that i love i want to talk about that more towards the end where she like plays counselor it's amazing um but yeah, I think, you know, like, to your point, like, Mark Socken and Colucci's book says, like, we, I'm tired of the jokes, but we also, like, what was more interesting was, like, okay, well, how does this affect the family? And like you said, all of the complex emotions that Sophia has about it. Because, you know, we've seen her say that she, like, bought him, you know, Victoria's Secret underwear, like, for Christmas, right? So that's, like, part, that's, like, one of those things where it's, like, acceptance isn't this, like, black or white thing. Like, you know, yes, it's fine. No, it's not, right? So it's, like, you know, Phil... Phil's mother never speaking to him again versus Phil's mother buying him underwear, (laughs) like ladies' underwear, right? Like that seems like, okay, that's, you know, that's like the yes or no, the black and white type of thing. But Sophia's somewhere in the middle. Like she, she has, she's communicated with him. She's visited him. She's bought him these, you know, outfits, but you know, also privately she's made jokes at his expense and privately she clearly is like not really okay with it. And like, it's, it's so interesting because that's how it really is it's like when you have something that you are grappling with you also have like a public and a private um processing of it um and you continue to do so especially if it's like a troublesome issue for you and i think this is like i'm just so happy that they explored this but it's like What's interesting, too, is, like, Mark Salkin, again, talks about how originally they kept up the jokes where, like, Sophia went up to Phil's casket um, at the funeral and, like, made jokes, basically. And Estelle Getty actually called Mark Salkin on, on Tuesday when they were rehearsing, and... <laughs> um, and, and she was like, I don't want to do this episode. And it took him a long time to, like, talk with her about why. And it was, like, it didn't feel right for her to make jokes about her dead son right in front of him, right? So, and, and Mark was like, yeah, you. she was absolutely correct. And we changed it. And, like, the episode was the better for it, you know. Um, it was actually nominated for a Writer's Guild Award, which was pretty impressive. But it's, like, one of those things where it's, like, you know. One, that shows, like, the complexity of, like, the joking piece and how they're actually tackling it seriously here. But two, it also shows, like, you know, these women are so heavily involved with shaping the episodes emotionally in the way that they want to go and having it be honest, like, an honest exploration. So I think it's, like, I really don't like watching it because I also think, like, Sophia is, like, a real struggle here. But I appreciate the fact of, like, how complex her character is. Like, she's actually not someone to admire in this episode, really, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. So. Why didn't he just drink? <laughs> oh my God, um, I might be old-fashioned. <laughs> yes, this is really Which good. Which
1: is like really funny, but also so fucking powerful, that line, because that's actually what a lot of people think. And a lot of conservatives are just like, yeah, well, you know, why don't you just do this other self-destructive behavior instead of a perfectly self-expressive behavior that actually makes you feel good instead? <laughs> You're
0: like, what? Right, like, that's and a lot so of people do, I think. Yeah, like medicate with like alcohol or drugs or something, you know, like to, to feel because they're ashamed of their expression. And like that again, I'm like that's acceptable. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like is
1: so fucked, right? You're just like, and it's the same thing with like, you know, uh, like, I mean, there's allegory here for everything, right? Drag queen story hour, you know, re- mm-hmm. being transgender, <laughs> like, just like literally anything like, like a, a straight man wanting to, you know, cross dress or paint his nails or whatever it is, right? That it's like, oh, well, you can't do that. But you can also do this other thing in which you'll be absolutely depressed forever and will destroy your body and maybe all your relationships. But that's cool.
0: Yeah, that'll be better. <laughs> no one's gonna
1: bat an eye about that.
0: Oh my god, it's really fascinating. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I think it's, um, they do a really good job too. The writing, I will say, of like weaving in jokes without being sort of insensitive, which I think yeah. making a joke at the casket would have been totally, just like, totally. you know, yeah. just too much. Like when, when he's like, a man goes out to buy himself an evening gown, you don't expect anything unusual. It's like, I know. Oh but God. that is, I think, like that's the whole point. Is like Angela really didn't expect anything unusual. Yes. Like he was just being himself, and like this, um, I want to talk about the queer versus, uh uh gay conversation which is really interesting um especially especially Blanche brings it up Blanche brings it up right who like doesn't know what a lesbian is a couple years ago um (laughs) she's come so far (laughs) she really has I think it's interesting because you know like the evolution of the word queer and like how it is is now is like an umbrella term which like and I think it, it more accurately um because it's so sort of wide-reaching it's a more accurate word for a lot of people than just like if you're you know like cis and gay like you're just gay that's fine but like a lot of you know gender is evolving and like gen z doesn't genji doesn't fuck with gender in a way that like we did and they're just so much more like highly evolved i think um in in regards to that and so i think that it's really interesting to see it in this time when they're like you know talking about the differences between queer and gay and i think at this time like gay was the preferred word when it was appropriate um and queer was a little bit derogatory which i think is all just you know the the evolution of of linguistics and and the way that it's used in in um everyday life is really cool yeah it's very like african-american
1: and black kind of Mm -hmm. you know like that kind of really interesting evolution that like the joke is also that the other people that are outside of these groups like can't keep up right which is why i think like blanche correcting sophia is actually really interesting
0: Yeah. yeah yeah and like i think that's the other thing is like, Phil's also not gay. Like he's queer. He is a straight guy who likes to wear women's clothes and hang out with other straight guys who likes to wear women's clothes. And like, he is sexually attracted to women. So he's not gay. Like, I think, you know, that also like, t- the point about um Clayton, that like Clayton can be gay and we can accept him as long as he's still within these confines of like, he's getting married, he's monogamous, he's like masculine yeah. presenting. And like, that's still very prevalent. I would say even like within yeah. like, certainly within the community, Um, this idea of like, being queer is okay, as long as we still fit into these like, heteronormative, like, systems that have been established. And like, I think there's a real push against that. And it's, I would argue that Phil is like an early adopter of this, like, I can't be put in a box type of, of, you know, philosophy
1: correct correct it really reminds it reminds me again of when we talked to Elliot Powell about the charm circle about uh you know how yes. you're when you were like accepted in society on certain levels but not on others right <laughs> like that this is okay and that is not okay um and it's yeah it's really fascinating that like i do love the idea of having like no this is like a happily married you know straight cisgender man who happens to also love dressing in ball gowns you know (laughs) like and he's also as we see at the funeral with his poker buddies which is also a great gag um that is like (laughs) funny but touching is that they you know he's found community and like other guys like this they're doing a very stereotypical straight man thing while having a poker game right (laughs) like in newark (laughs) yeah you know they happen to also like dress up in women's clothing
0: yeah. And like, I think, you know, like a really great representation of like Sophia and um, Angela's, like Sophia hating Angela, like is what Phil chose to be buried in, which, like, you know, you imagine right. that like Angela and Phil had this conversation or like it was yes. written down somewhere. And like, what which, hey, more... is a healthy thing that exactly you got to talk about it? Yeah. Um, what more could you want from your child's spouse? than to like respect their wishes right and like but that's not what sophia <laughs> he's a crazy combination brain surgeon astronaut like she's just she's so ashamed and embarrassed of who yes. he was and i think ashamed and embarrassed of like you know like this it's like it reminds me a little bit of like um I don't know I feel like kind of how bullies why bullies go after people who are like confident in a way that they like the bully thinks they shouldn't be like somebody who's like fat or like quirky or weird or whatever it's like what gives you license to feel comfortable in this way and like that is so hard for people to get to get and to get over I think and like Angela gave Phil license to be himself and like Sophia hates that, that she did that. And like, that's what she hates about Angela, which is like what she hated about Phil, which is like what she hates about herself. You know, it's all like, it's just so toxically baked into the way she feels. Um, And it just comes out with this like vitriol towards Angela
1: you're right and it's like and that is like that's the per that summation is the perfect example of why people hate other people for doing other things like th- different things right is because it says something about themselves and it's all it's all just baked in oh my god you know i mean i've never been psychoanalyzed by a dipstick before but i mean i think <laughs> but it's real. i mean it's fascinating it's like when people have problems with other people in this way like the it's there's something wrong with you. You have to right. explore that yourself, you know? It's really fascinating. And she hates all of us. Not true. She hates you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. But honestly, like... I also
1: want to talk about that. Angela, oh, go ahead. What were you going to say? No, I was
0: oh, just going to say rightfully so. <laughs> yes. Well,
1: yeah, that's, that's what I want. Let's fucking dig into this, right? I, and this, you know, skips ahead a little bit, a little bit here, but when they're talking, about the why right and it finally comes out of like this like your dowry check bounce and you're just like what come on i hate this whole fucking storyline like it's like okay yeah i know sophia comes from the lands of like do- goats and donkeys or whatever but like give me a fucking break right what dowry check and by the way angela does this perfect italian hand gesture and it's so good when she says what dowry check it's like very she's really good like she just does this perfect like what the fuck are you talking about old lady perfect like ridiculous <laughs> mother-in-law um and you know and then there's that whole hilarious like side story about like my father often Charlie wouldn't take it and, like Blanche talking about beans and she's like it's the it was the biggest pumpkin yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great it's pretty good but anyway I just love I love that Angela <laughs> just bursts out about it right and her grief too is just like you hurt your son, and now you can't do anything about it. And you're just fucking ragging on me about it. Like, it's just, it's so righteous, honestly. And she's just like, you know, it's so funny because it's like, <laughs> like, when it's like Dorothy is trying to bring these two together, right? Which, again, admirable, right? It's sort of like the, it, there's a lot of parallel here between the other Angela and Sophia and Angela. In the storyline, and Dorothy being like, this could be the last time you ever interact. Can you please stop being douchebags? But the difference here is that they were equally at fault, Aunt Angela and, and Sophia, in my opinion. In this, I think there is no fault of Angela. Phil no! Absolutely not. And, like, it's Dorothy. I I dislike the fact that Dorothy is pretending that it's partially her fault as well. Um, it, You know, like she says, <laughs> it's really interesting, too, because she's like ma no matter what anyone did to phil he always gave back love and he learned that from you and i was like i don't know about that like right now yeah <laughs> your your track record is not really showing that right like it's kind of like buttering her up in this weird way and that is what Dorothy's trying to do i totally get it but it's like at some point when Dorothy brings you know angela and uh, sophia together which is like such a mockery um is like she's implying that like both of them are at fault. And I was like, it's not, you can't be mad at her. I'm sorry. It's done, you know? But what's good about it is that she does poke through and it comes, you know, she says, why didn't she stop the dress thing? And then it like, that's the truth comes out. Right. And it's like, again, like you said before, Rose being the counselor is like really great as the, as you said, the straight man who's totally removed from the situation to approach it neutrally is, is really important.
0: Right. Yeah. When she like, the whole, just, like, saying the dress thing, I think oh is God. so, you know, like, to your point, it's, like, there's, Angela didn't do anything. Oh, If anything, Angela was, like, standing up for herself, being like, I'm not going to accept. Right, exactly, exactly. So, um, I think, like, that's a really good point of, like, it's not, it's not, like, a conflict where everybody was, like, did things they regret. Like, honestly, she probably doesn't. Regret it. She shouldn't. <laughs>
1: oh, no, exactly, man. Exactly. Oh, yeah. My goodness. It, it's really, yeah, it's really, she's going above and beyond. And I think because she loved Phil and she knew that Phil loved family, and she knew that Phil was probably really sad about the fact that he couldn't be closer to his mother or his sister. And we, we haven't even talked about Dorothy's eulogy, so we have to get there in a minute. God, <laughs> but, yeah. But like, it's it's really interesting it was like angela because she admires dorothy and has a connection with her she and she's because she's a good person i mean she's not she's honestly not trying to start shit at the funeral right she's really not um and like she is so hesitant for hanging out for a couple of days which again by the way why is phil's
0: funeral in florida why is it in miami i don't know and then angela's like i "I have some second thoughts (laughs) yeah i do too he doesn't know him Good lord. Ugh. But anyway, it's like
1: you know, she's hesitant to like enter into this, you know, environment but she's just trying, she's trying to keep the peace but not at the expense of her feelings or her hu- her late husband's. And I right. think this is exactly the kind of boundary shit, you know, that you need. And it's like and she's so great it's like you know so what if he was different it's okay that you loved him says rose and it's like holy shit and then sophia breaks down and she hugs angela and it's oh god it's so much to take it's just it's a lot
0: um yeah yeah, i mean mean, yeah that it's okay that you loved him is like so powerful because like that's it sophia feels and like that's you know I think, unfortunately, that's still kind of a thing sometimes for, for parents of queer kids. It's like, uh-huh. if not even about them and their presentation, it's that like you love someone who is different and, y- you know, just like getting, accepting that about yourself, I think is often what creates the tension in, in relationships. Because like, if a queer person's coming out, like they're feeling you know, like, it takes an incredible amount of courage to come out. And so I think, like, they've done it. Like, they've done the work at this point. Like, yeah. it's on you to decide, like, how you're going to totally react. And, like, it's all it's all about, like, self, you know, whatever. And I also imagine that, like, Phil had a pretty tough time with his mother and his, you know, like, growing up that way. And, you know, not a huge fan of Sal. Can't imagine he was nice to his son wearing dresses. I am um For real so it's I don't know it's 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 hard to see I think and like it's you're right about like Sophia not being someone to be admired it's hard to see a character that we love so much kind of like yeah. so clearly in the wrong yes. um and then have to reconcile with that at the very end but Ooh. um I definitely do want to talk about Dorothy's eulogy because like yes. god be Arthur just an incredible talent oh, oh my gosh god.
1: I know I know you're just like you believe that she is Dorothy's born it's crazy, and actually, Brenda Vaccaro who plays Angela. Said that in the Jim Colucci book, she's like, "Oh my god!" She's <laughs> like, she's given that eulogy, and I couldn't take my eyes off her. Like, just absolutely incredible. Yeah, um, it's so it's so powerful. It's really, I mean, it's really good. I think it's it's odd though because it it's an honest eulogy, and it also gets a little weirdly blamey. And I think it it kind of like it feels very estranged siblingness when you also are like okay well this is a conversation you guys should have had when you know he was alive <laughs> and like, but now it's like this is sort of your side of the story right as is any communication by one party speaking about another of course but it's uh it's so interesting because it's like it adds this further complexity between Dorothy and Phil that like somewhat has to do with like the cross-dressing even though Dorothy is accepting of that but it's like it's just the general estrangement is really interesting. I don't know. What do, what do you think about it?
0: Yeah, I think so of, too. And content. I think it's, I mean, I, I get where Dorothy's coming from and I think it's a real manifestation of grief um, when you're not, yeah, regret and like, but it's not, It's I, I don't know. I feel like with Dorothy's thing, it's just kind of like they weren't close. It's not necessarily that like she has, like she feels bad about her her behavior exactly it's like a regret yeah. that they weren't close which I think like I don't know I just recently read something I think it was uh The Economist um 24% of Americans uh of adult Americans are estranged from an adult family member yeah. um which felt kind of high for me to, for people frankly to be admitting it but also like you know families sometimes don't work out like you're not always born into a family that like works out for you and so I think yeah. like this Phil kind of did that you know like I I think that it, it it seems a little bit like it was Phil's choice in some ways to create this distance and like I imagine it's because it was kind of toxic for him to be around these people who didn't fully accept him and even if Dorothy yes. did but didn't stand up to Sophia or you know whatever it was like totally.
1: as we've seen probably- she doesn't you know right in The end. yeah
0: It's probably right for Phil to have done that. And so I think, like, that's also part of what makes it just such a difficult, complex situation. And, like, also, again, like, just really, I think it's really worthy of celebration that the show did something like this. Like, not only having a cross-dressing son, but, like, addressing what it means for the mother and, like, what it means for his choice and, like, his kids and all of that. Like, it's a really, really big subject to take on in this sitcom and and they I think they do a really good job with it
1: they do and it's like it's such a um because of exactly that and like like I I love what you said of like family sometimes doesn't work out for you (laughs) you know it's like and it's not anybody's fault but like him the reflection of seeing Angela in the supportive environment he had to be his full self with his wife was like yeah why would i why i would create this distance like i think that makes total sense and I, I love that they complete the somewhat you know surface level uh cross-dressing jokes throughout the series with this episode like it's actually a really good it does fill justice because it explores him a little bit deeper and it gives him a lot of praise honestly like and it's again it's kind of funny thinking about like this dead person <laughs> versus like you know a couple episodes back with like the the appearance of George in the dream his dead person right of like he's not actually really that admirable whereas like there've been so many cracks about phil but then in this episode he actually does get portrayed as incredibly admirable <laughs> and, yeah like, he gets like he gets like to sort of end on a high note i guess which is really interesting um but yeah it's it's it, like i want i almost want like this to be a two part so like do yeah. it a little bit more but uh yeah so fantastic um i would like to just also comment one more thing about the funeral um is like <laughs> i you know i was raised catholic and it's like i do hate this thing where in catholicism you have to have like a priest talk at your funeral because it's always a fucking priest that you don't know and they don't of course you don't know them (laughs) and it's actually kind of it's kind of like refreshing to see that like reflected in media because i always like oh i always think about this and it's like they always say the most generic shit because they have to, they don't know the person and it's, you know, like the whole, like, what can I say about (laughs) Petrillo? It's like, I mean, it's, you know, and then they go a little far with the, the whole like candid camera. Yeah. Kind of thing. But like, I think it's, it's so emblematic of just like that is the absolute worst way I think as a send off in life. And again, as a person, very big on closure of like, Dorothy's eulogy that's what you want you want people who fucking knew you and loved you talking at your funeral if you're gonna go through all this fanfare you know I mean I know it's supposed to be like passage to the afterlife but like generic priest says generic speech about your life is not exactly touching to me
0: (laughs) yeah ashes to ashes man like it's all it's all and like frustrating it's it's another part of like, I, yeah, I think it is. It's kind of like a funny joke that they're able to do because like they're having the funeral in, in Miami, which is also just like, you know, that's it wouldn't have mattered though, because I like, imagine that Phil wasn't a very to church church. exactly. Yeah, exactly.
1: Sorry. That's what I'm saying. And it's like, oh, my God, even people who like did go to church. I remember being at like, what was it? Was it my aunt Rainey's funeral or like there was like some. Like, I don't know, even more recently, like, my cousin Lawrence passed away, and it's just, like, you just have the the, the priest is doing exactly what he does to Darth Vader, like, sort of, like, interviewing behind the scenes, and you're like, well, can I just talk instead? Because
0: I know this fucking guy. Right. You don't know it's them. So,
1: it so... It just really bothers me, because it doesn't feel like an actual human send-off, and it's, it's yeah, anyway. You know, talk to yeah. me more about problems with the Catholic Church. That's only one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The laundry anyway, is- anyway. Very, very silly. So, but yeah, this is, I mean, it's, I'm so, I'm so glad that this rewatching forces me to rewatch these episodes that I avoid because they are really good. Like they're really, they really are complex, no matter how hard they are to watch.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I think also they're hard to watch because of the parasocial relationship we have with them. It's hard to see somebody that you're close with, you know, going through something. And that's what it's supposed to be. So it's again, like, the fact that it's hard to watch or that we in my case are not going to watch it again is like (laughs) actually like says something about the quality of the episode and like the attachment we have to the show and it's also like yeah I think I agree it's it's I'm glad I watched it again it it's just really sad like it doesn't it doesn't give me any sort of like and I guess like that's also part of it is like Sophia comes to this resolution but there's no real like movement on it it's just that she has to sit with it and like there's value in that for sure but i don't know that there's necessarily value in me as like watching someone sit in it you know like sit in their pain
1: yeah and i think i think that's that's exactly well put and that's also like it's interesting to explore these types of episodes with a show that we watch as a comfort show um and i do think that you know a lot a lot of fans we've heard a lot of of, uh, commentary um especially TJ West you know talking about like watching mm-hmm. like uh grief episode grief centric episodes after experiencing the death of his grandmother right and just like having the, like you can process in that way too um but in like everyday life it's not exactly like ah oh, i'm just going to wind down and relax with yeah. watching <laughs> sophia grapple with like the emotions of her time you know i mean it's like yeah it's a little heavy it's a lot heavy yeah yeah anyway, but but very satisfying it was really good agree so. awesome well whew, we're done with that one so join us next time for a little more levity when we discuss four <laughs> hours of the most boring sex you've ever had
0: <laughs> four hours <laughs> <laughs> take care everybody